Welcome to the Let's Break Franchising Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Griffin. Now let's get started breaking some stuff. Welcome to another edition of Let's Break Franchising Podcast. I'm Bob Griffin, the founder of Business Bulldog, the small business think tank for big business thinking. And today's episode is brought to you by Willis and Rice Tax and Accounting Firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And today we are blessed to have Georgetta Rice, one of the founding members of the tax firm, on the show to talk to us about taxes. Now, I know a lot of you are going to go, oh my gosh, taxes, and try and tune out. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, you are missing a lot of information that can make your business a lot more successful. And especially since everybody has to pay taxes anyway, you should be educated on this. So, Georgetta, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Thank you so much, Bob. And I actually, I appreciate that introduction as well. It's, it's very true. A lot of people, you know, there's, there's things that business owners are really good at and there's things that they, their eyes glaze over when they start to talk about and taxes and finances and a lot Mm -hmm. of the meat of the business. When I, as a consultant, go into a business to try and help them a franchise of any kind or a franchisor, I ask for P and L's. Where's the money coming in from? How much mm-hmm. are you using? And then what do you, what does the tax situation look like? What's the bottom line out of it? What do you, what's your profits? Is it a true profit or do you still have debt in the business? In which case then we need to relook at how you're using your profit margins. So there's quite a bit there. So I'm very thankful to have you on the show today. We're going to just start to dig in a little bit. How about we tell, tell me about yourself. What's your background? Okay, Bob, just to give you a little background on myself. Um, I graduated from Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia, where I received my master's and my bachelor's degree. And from there, I actually began my career in corporate accounting. Ah. Then from corporate accounting, I went to public accounting. And then for public accounting, I'm here where I am now working at Willis and Rice Tax. Um, I started this tax and accounting firm coming up on five years now. It's located uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I must say, you know, that I, I definitely do love working in the accounting field and I definitely do love helping our business owners to help them understand not only their taxes as as you just discussed um Bob but also their personal finances as well. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of franchises are S corps. Um some aren't set up correctly in the first place so you end up with uh some real tax problems as it comes up Mm -hmm. and how you work the taxes on your business side, the franchise side is going to indicate how you're working on your your personal side. So I'm glad you're grouping those together. It's something that uh, I have a long conversation about and people have a tendency to go, I'm fine. I'm fine. I have checks in the checkbook, so I must have money. And (laughs) it's it's true though. There's a lot of people that go, well, I'll, I'll pay what I can now. And, uh-huh. You shouldn't be using your your profits as a as a, a, you know kind of that carryover tool. I'll, I'll make it till the next check comes in, kind of thing, and it doesn't work. So let's um, let's start with financial statements because it's so important for business owners, uh, especially franchise owners, to to produce financial mm-hmm. statements on a frequent basis. What are they? What should it look like? What kind of financial statements should they be going for? Well, first off, um, Bob, I must say that uh, accounting is the language of of the business. Mm. So those financial statements helps 
the business owners to understand to understand their business better. Um, and there, there's usually four four financial statements that's par- primarily used by the business owners. First, we have the income statement, and that statement shows your revenues and your expenses as well as your profit. So it 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 it, it gives you um, a glimpse of how the business has been doing throughout the year. Yeah. Then we have the balance sheets, which is like uh, it shows the position of your of your business, like a snapshot that shows your assets, your liabilities, and, and your owner's equity. Okay. Then we have the cash flow. The cash flow statement shows the cash that's coming in and out of the business, so it gives you a glimpse of the cash that you actually have on hand um, that you can work with, um, buy assets, uh, pay off debt. Right. Then we have the equity step statement, and the equity statement that's pretty much shows 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 the business owners the change the changes in their equity. Okay. And these it's so important that business owners actually produce these statements regularly. Um, it could be on a quarterly basis, it could be on a monthly basis, um, it could be on the I wouldn't say yearly because we normally it's, it's either monthly quor- or quarterly, and then at the end of the year we produce the yearly statements to actually um, prepare the tax returns. Yeah. But these statements needs to be done actually on a regular basis so that the business owners can make those important decisions that's needed as it relates to their business. And mm-hmm. allows, it allows the business owner also to understand the direction of their business and where their business is going. Very true. There's a lot of controllable costs in there. And I recommend that they do it on a monthly basis so they've got a little more control over it. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of smaller franchises, uh, or even some that are big brands, but it's a small franchise unit. So, uh, a sandwich place or even a small pizza place, uh, franchise, uh, you know, a couple bad months and they can go under. So that is, that is so true, Bob. And I, I also agree with you on that. Like monthly is probably the best way to go is because like, especially when you're a franchise, because you're actually under the franchise, the franchise or so. You know, depending on that that franchise that you're the franchise or like they may they may re- even require you to have those statements monthly. But monthly, like the more regular the more regularly that you are producing these statements, the better you are able to understand your business on an ongoing basis. That's very true, and they all pay royalties every month, so they better know what what money's been exactly coming. exactly. <laughs> There, there's death taxes and it needs to be accurate as well. So you have to have those statements. Um, Accuracy is very important. Hmm. You know, that's that's one of those things. As a uh, field consultant years ago, I used to go into uh, the, the franchises and talk with the business owners, and I would have a list of what they paid in royalties, and I would ask mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, a cash flow or just an income statement. Let's just see what money's been coming in. And, and, you know, a lot of times it did not match because they were not paying attention to either putting the information in correctly into QuickBooks mm-hmm. or whatever accounting software they had, or they were, you know, kind of messing with the system and thought that they could use the corporate office as a bank. So I'll pay the royalties, but I'll pay them later kind of thing. And that's not the case. You cannot do that. You can't mess with, with uh, you know, taxes to the government. You can't mess with royalties to the corporate office. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you got to pay them both, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's a must. And and don't mess with that. I always see people trying to go, well, you know, where can I kind of cut some stuff or I won't pay royalties on this amount. I know I pay on the gross, 
but I just bought a, a, a new delivery truck, so I'm going to reduce my royalties by that amount. And that's not the case either. That's a cost of doing business. There's so many different As parts. a franchise. As a franchise. Exactly. Yeah. So how does franchising, franchisee accounting differ from other business accounting, or does it? Yeah, it actually does differ. And the, the major di difference is that uh, the franchise location is owned by, you know, a larger corporation. Mm -hmm. So the franchise accounting has things that specifically relate to the franchise franchisor. Um, as you just stated, Bob, the royalty fees, that's yeah. something that's calculated yeah. uh, just specifically for the franchisee. Yeah. And usually that's, like you said, it's usually based on the gross, gross sales. And then uh, you also have you know, cost such as the, the initial fees and startup costs to open up the franchise. And now it's also very important for the franchise, the franchise to um, understand like how to actually expense these type of costs. Do we expense the, the full cost in one year or should it be expensed over multiple years? And normally you cannot expense um, the initial fees and startup costs in the first year, the full, the full amount. It has to be actually. It has to actually be spread across multiple years. See that. So those are some things that franchise the franchises need to understand when it comes to the accounting. That you know, that's something that there's a lot of um, bad information out there where people are saying, "Well, mm -hmm. throw it all into your first year and you can write it off, and then you'll be okay after that." But that's a good point if you have to. Um, yeah. It out over a few years. That's that's very important. So let's let's consider some stuff. Now, I always start with new owners, and um, I love this question. It's something that we had talked about before is, is uh, you know, franchisee is ready to sell. And on average, franchisees jump in and jump out of a, uh, for foods, it's, it's five years. And that's not a set number, but you know what? Uh, there's a lot of franchisees that jump in and jump out of, uh, you know, being an owner. And mm -hmm. so they... They build it so that they could sell it in five years. So if you have that mindset of coming into this as I'm looking to sell it at some point, it could be mm -hmm. 20 years from now or 50 years from now. I do actually mm -hmm. have franchises that have had their business for more than 50 years. And uh, what a joy to talk to them because they've seen everything in the franchise yeah. from the beginning. Um, but it's, uh, I want you to kind of talk about that because so, there's some things that um, a buyer is looking for in the in the financials that a, mm -hmm. a franchisee who's just operating their business, hey, I'm happy to be in business, uh, really hasn't taken into account. But it's it's vitally important if you want to sell for a higher multiple or um, just to have it clean enough for someone to go, okay, this is a, this is a great business. The price makes sense. I'm going to buy it right now. So right. can you talk through that? What, what are the things that are supposed yeah. to have? You should have uh, yeah, sure, Bob. So I would say, you know, when, when a franchise, franchise is looking to sell their business, um, the most important thing that they definitely need to understand is the value, the financial structure of their business, mm -hmm. and how much their business is worth in dollar terms. And the only way that this can be done is if they're there, they actually have, you know, accounting records that have been reconciled. So we understand that these, these, the financial numbers are, you know, have some type of, of, of validity to, to them. Mm. And uh, cause that's very crucial, crucial in this process. Yeah. And investors also will want to see uh, those audited financial statements because it's going to help them to determine, 
you know, is this business quite worth the amount that, you know, the owners are saying that it's worth? Or what is the true value of this business? That's a huge one. You know, I I help uh, Mm -hmm. franchisees sell their business as well as build their business. Um, You know, it's just part of the, uh, the process of being a franchisee. And a lot of times there's a lot of confusion over the value of the business and, and what is right. it for them? It's, it's been everything. They paid their mortgage. They got kids through college. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were able to take some great vacations because it's a great income. Franchising is definitely one of those things. It's a, it's a great equalizer in the world because it gives everybody the opportunity. If you, if you have enough to get into the into franchising, um, your efforts dictate your your growth, but the value exactly. is to sell. <laughs> you made some great right. on the, the audited uh, financial statements because then you get into the nuts and bolts of what is the true value of it. So that's is, exactly exactly, and that's exactly what they're. I mean, because anybody can produce financial statements, anybody can manipulate the accounting system and manip, manipulate the numbers, but if those statements are not audited. And then the investors, the investors are not going to accept it. That's just bottom line. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, private equity companies lately that have been looking at franchises, and and I work with quite a few of them, um, and just getting them to understand the franchise process and mm-hmm. yeah, the brand is looking for. But not only that, they're educated on the value of the business and what things they see the value in and. Is it something that they can grow? Is it consistent? Um, so some of the talks that we have with them really are revolving around the audited financial statements. So that's that's very important. Um, now, your business can handle all of that, right? I just want to take a minute and talk about you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go. See, these are the things. A lot of franchisees need to have... Um, uh, someone they know in, in, a, in the accounting world that they can say, mm-hmm. all right, can I just ask you a quick question? And if it's something bigger than that, they, they need to hire you because, and honestly, I would say if they're contacting you, they need to hire you. There's, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's I'm, uh, I'm not just saying that because we're friends and, and I'm happy to help you, but Really, if you've got a question about taxes or just getting your books in order, uh, this is probably a process worth the value that you bring to this. And that's a huge part of it. Um, And a franchisee should be working on, I talk about three things, time, money, and effort. And their Mm -hmm. time and effort should be spent building their business. The money side, the financial side, leave to an expert. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. There's quite a few questions on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad that you invited me to share, you know, to share this knowledge, because like I said, a lot of business owners just, you know, are just more, more focused on the operations oh, yeah. and they do need an expert to uh, t- take off the, the financial, um, handle, handle the financial mm-hmm. side of the business. Because it, sometimes they just don't understand or they don't have that, that, that knowledge or background to do it themselves. Yeah. So they, they hire people to, you know, run a register and they hire people to, uh, you know, the right vendors to, that they pay to, to bring in the foods or the, the products that they need. Uh, they need to hire the right accounting firm to make sure that that part of their business, which is so crucial, um, is very important. It's, it's huge. It's huge. So um, 
What if a business owner is currently not using an accounting system? We had, we got a good laugh on a few of the, the horror stories that I told you about, like the guy that brought his, I said, you know, I need to look at your P&Ls and he handed me a shoebox full of receipts and it was jam full in there. So we had a fun time digging through that, just putting them by, you know, receipts by month, which was just nuts. Um, but that was, uh, that was the accounting system. So he was paying royalties. What he's in each month. It just. Oh wow! It. I was uh, laughing hysterically and uh, very sad, uh-huh. gentlemen. <laughs> but we, you know, I'm sure. No, so, you know what? Well, actually, it happens. That happens quite a lot. You know, especially with individuals who are new to the business. Yeah. And I think you know, for anyone out there who who's listening, that have just started their their um franchise franchise business. The number one, the first thing that you should do is find an accountant that is qualified to help you set up an accounting system. Mm. So franchisors usually give them a chart of accounts to to begin with. So, I mean, they can really get, you know, like QuickBooks is is kind of across the board, something that all franchisees use uh, for the most part. There's Mm -hmm. some other software out there, Peachtree and some other stuff. Um, But uh, to use um, that, I mean, you've got a framework to work with, and you're just putting in the exactly, and that would make exactly. it easier on you to be able to to work with them, right? That's that's true. Um, like I said, and, and then now nowadays, like the the software that's available on the market, mm. it actually allows you to keep track and document all of your all of your receipts. So there's no there's no need for paper receipts. Like you can all, um, always be able to. Uh, scan your receipts or take a picture of, their, of your receipts on your phone and then upload those into your accounting system. So it's amazing. It's amazing. Trust me. Oh yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> neat stuff. I mean, we're, we're living in a much easier age. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to staple receipts to one page and it was like, look like a quilt. Cause I had to keep stapling <laughs> pieces all the way around the page. <laughs> so exactly. I do have a question on that though, and you may or may not be able to answer because it's it's a kind of a federal tax issue. If you were audited by the IRS, would you have to have the paper copies of the receipts or will the digital copy work? So, uh, oh no, the digital copy the digital copy uh, will work. So if you do not have the receipts and you are audited, yes, uh, then that, that can become a big issue. But if you have the electronic copies, that would definitely, um, be sufficient for the IRS during the audit. Okay. Well, you touched on my second question. What if you don't have the receipts? What do you, can you claim things or you just leave that off? Well, the thing is you, you can claim, you can claim your deductions, but the IRS may not, um, allow you to take that full deduction, but there's a rule that the IRS has, the IRS has called the Cohen rule. And that allows you to take a portion of the, of the, of your deductions. So, the most important thing, really the most important thing is to always document, document, documentation is so important and to um, make sure that you, you're keeping your receipts as, as well as your bank statements, invoices. Oh yeah. Yeah. How long do you have to hold on to those? I've heard different things, seven years, 10 years, forever. I mean, how long should you hold on to your business paperwork? Well, the, the IRS usually say uh, between uh, three to seven, three to seven years. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Cause there's a lot of, like I said, you know, a lot of franchisees jump out after five years. How many mm-hmm. years do they have to have uh, you know, a huge pile of receipts and, 
you know, vendor invoices and stuff like that. And a lot, I'll tell you that there's a couple businesses that have, have been hanging on to those and they have a warehouse full of stuff and, uh, or they've, they've rented one of those cubicles at a, a storage place and they, uh, mm -hmm. they've been stacking their paperwork in there for years. It's a, it's a fire hazard at this point. <laughs> so, um, but you hit on a couple things here. So tax preparation and tax planning. So we're really getting to the point where the, we've got the parts, you know, we're looking at the preparation and looking at how mm -hmm. these are getting paid. But there's a lot of planning that goes into this. We pay, you know, I, uh, you know, some of us are doing quarterly taxes. Uh, some are doing, um, you know, the monthly. So how, what is, talk to us a little bit tax preparation and versus tax planning, if you can. Yeah. So um, a lot of people, they get confused with the, the tax preparation and tax planning. I think it's the same thing, but it's actually is not, it's not the same. Um, okay. Two different types of services. The tax preparation is, is really just taking and gathering all the documents that you that you um, had during out the year, mm -hmm. and it shows what happened you know with, within your business during during the year, and we're just filing your tax return okay. um, based on what has already happened within your business. Now on the tax planning side, you are really just taking initiative and looking into you know, what is currently going on within my business and how, what ways, like looking for strategies, the accountant helps you find ways to, to save on those taxes mm -hmm. and to help you to also uh, pay the, the, the least amount of taxes legally possible. Yes. Now I understand okay. I said legally possible. Legally, <laughs> <laughs> legally possible, right? Yeah, exactly. Good. So the tax planning is usually done before the start of the tax year. So that the tax strategies can out, uh, can be applied during majority of the year. Okay. And you know, tax planning, the benefit always outweighs the cost here, and because over time, you know, business owners they can save thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars on taxes, Bob. Oh yes. Yeah, it's all it's always it's always the benefit always outweighs the cost. So. I do hear, and you know, I'm pulling out all of these, uh, you know, uh, whispers and, and myths, mm -hmm. and, but I hear a lot of business owners saying I would rather overpay uh, quarterly taxes than to be under. Is that a good strategy to be over a little bit? Um, I would say, I mean, if you want, if you are interested in, 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 in donating money to the government for during the year. I mean, cause that's money that can be in your pocket. So really my thing is just making sure you pay what you should, what you should be paying legally. Okay. That's, that's a good point. I, hear I mean, because I mean, if you, if you're uh, overpaying, <laughs> I mean, yeah, at the end of the year, you may get a refund or, mm. but at the same time, you got to think about, you know, that's money that could have been invested into your business during the year. Oh yeah. Well, that's very true. And you're just letting the mm -hmm. government hold on to it tax free or uh yeah, exactly. Free. No interest. No interest. You know, they they they'll charge us, you know. <laughs> they'll tag interest on everything that we borrow from them, correct? <laughs> that's very true. It's the truth. I'm glad we it's got the truth. Because there's a lot of uh just employees that uh you know, I franchisors have anywhere from mm -hmm. five to 500 to a thousand employees. And, and if you're not doing your own personal taxes correctly, if you're, if you're paying in more, you're getting a refund check, you're probably doing it wrong. 
and it could be a little one and that's fine. Right, exactly. But, you know, mm -hmm. there's always some changes that happen during the year. Um, estimating taxes uh, for franchisees is, is a fun one. Is there any, you know, we just kind of uh, go with an estimate or, you know, is there, there a better strategy for estimating taxes? Well, estimating taxes is, is uh, like you have to do that during the year. So you're, and this is another reason why it's so important to have those financial statements regularly, because really, if you don't have the financial statements, you cannot, like, how can you estimate what your taxes are going to be? Yes. So your financial statements are also used to produce projections or mm -hmm. forecast your financial results in the future. So forecast what you feel that you, your revenues will be, your expenses will be. And that is how we um, actually estimate the tax, uh, your ta taxes on a quarterly basis. Okay. Yeah. So if, they, if you estimate mm -hmm. too low, is there a penalty that the IRS will charge? Yeah, there is an underpayment penalty if you estimate too low. Okay, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one wants to pay that extra fee. Okay. Exactly. All right, so um, if you're a business owner, you haven't kept uh, copies of receipts, um, uh, what things, you know, let's kind of switch this up a little bit. What things mm -hmm. could a business owner bring to you um, the first time that they meet, because I'm sure you're going to give them a whole list of homework to do. Um, but <laughs> just to get things started, what things are you looking for? I mean, I know I, I do like QuickBooks online, so I can share mm -hmm. that with um, an accountant. Um, oh, yeah. Quick, QuickBooks online is a pretty good tool for sharing yeah. with your accountant. If you don't have that, um, what things should, should a business, what should a franchisee bring to you? So if they don't have like any type of accounting in place, mm -hmm. um, I would need their bank statements. Okay. I would need receipts. If they don't have receipts um, and that's all they have is their bank statements, I mean, that's what I would have to go off of. And then, like I said, you know, if, um, if they have any other supporting documentation and invoices, um, you know, contracts, that purchase contracts, Okay. That's something that, that I can use as supporting documentation as well. Mm. But the most important thing is actually um, trying to set up an accounting system, doing the monthly accounting regularly, having all the fi fi financial accounts reconciled, um, and then producing the financial statements at the end of the year so mm. that we can be ready in, pre in preparation for the tax season. True. Very true. Okay. So that's good stuff. So Because there's going to be a lot of franchisees that are, are contacting you for help that they need to know yeah. what to bring. And a lot of them, you know, the invoices are online these days, so they can actually just go to that the vendor website, pull up their account and get all those invoices. There's a lot of stuff that we have access to these days that a lot of franchisees 10 years ago didn't really have uh, the ability to get. So this is, this is a lot easier. And even, uh, you know, if you have a gas card or, um, you know, mm -hmm on a credit card you can actually pull those up so it's it's not as hard to do so and i was, and I was actually going to say bob uh, <laughs> if they if they do, do not have like an accounting system in place um i would say you know just just embrace yourself <laughs> just embrace yourself for, for one long ride during the tax season because it, that's that's exactly what it's going to be it's going to be a long ride just embrace yourself. <laughs> it will be ugly <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's uh let's, I say put your seatbelt on, strap your seatbelt on, and just take just take a ride. It's gonna be a long one. I love that. <laughs> it's, they have no idea what they're about to get into. So yeah. you know what? It's take the hit, go ahead and, and get everything organized and mm -hmm. you don't get to take And it's always a lesson learned. You just gotta look at it as, as a lesson learned. Yeah. Um and then next time around, you know, you know to do better, what you should do. That's true. That's true. So um what um, I'm thinking of things that, you know, uh, a franchisee has been told to run everything that they can through their business. So it's a lot of expenses. What are good expenses that, that a franchisee should have? Say they've got a pizza place because that's a, usually a pretty easy mechanism. It's got all the parts that most of the other franchises will have. Um, what things should they add to their expenses that make sense? Would a cell phone, for example, uh, an owner cell phone, would that make sense? It would have to be a business, it would have to be business use. So if the owner has a personal cell phone that they also use for business, that will be a great business expense. Okay. Um, mileage, okay. any type of re uh, mileage that's yeah. used for you know business meetings, Okay. Also, I mean, if, if there's a business that's, I mean, a building that's owned, um, uh, a, a lot of times individuals don't, they don't understand the depreci depreciation, which is an expense that could, that could be taken um, based on the the life of the building. Okay. Yes. And that's yeah, a huge, they, that's a huge they understand depreciation as well as they should, but that that's where you come in so that you, you're, you know, you mm -hmm. depreciation charts and you're able to kind of say, all right, this is, this is, you know, hundred percent used for business or mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of franchises that work out of houses. So, um, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, we, we come to you kind of businesses. So like, uh, uh paint the outside of your house or, um, some, uh, you know, uh, other services, you know, carpet cleaning, where you can have this, you know, out of your garage, how much of your garage can you, you know, add to your taxes as an expense? Mm -hmm. so, and that's a, yeah, I mean, that's another deduction that could be taken as well is the, the home office deduction. Mm. So, you know, that, like I said, and pretty much based on, based on that deduction, you can take a percentage of your, your home utilities, your rent expense. If, if there's a mortgage, the mortgage interest, you can take a percentage of that. You can't take the, the full, full amount. I mean, well, the IRS just, just will not let us do that. But there's a percentage that can be taken um, that we can use as an expense that will help reduce our tax liability. So there are some franchisees that I wish had never got into franchising because they, <laughs> they don't have a good moral base. Is, is, has there been a time where you've told a business owner, uh, I'm not going to add this as an expense uh, because it won't, it won't fly? Is there, is, has there been a time that you've run into that yet? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bob, you know, that, that does happen, you oh, know, yeah. but it's, it's our responsibility as accountants to do things, you know, right. Yes. And that's, and that's, you know, that's pretty the, the, the basis of what we do is, is having, being truthful, being responsible and doing things as they should, as they, as they should be done. Because no one, not even myself, and I understand business owners as well, they don't want to be in a situation with the IRS where they're, you know, in front of a judge trying to explain why this deduction was taken. 
that they knew that shouldn't have been taken. So now they're sitting up here in front of a judge trying to explain that, oh, I took this, this deduction. Yeah. I knew I wasn't supposed to take it. Now you're, you know, now you have to pay court costs. You have to pay for a lawyer. It's just, <laughs> it's not even worth it. It really is not worth it. It isn't. It really is. In <laughs> short term, you might get away with it. Long term, it's just. Right, exactly. It's exactly. Not. Yeah, I've seen some franchises sell where the books mm -hmm. manipulated and, um, you know, they, they get out as fast as they can of a franchise that they're, they could feel the IRS creeping in on them. Mm -hmm. they yeah. They come back and bite you in the butt. So don't, don't do that. It does. So, um, that's also something that you want to make sure that when you're buying a franchise that's already existing a location, um, that it's uh, you, you make sure the legal language is in there that the prior expenses and debts are the prior owners. So right, and that's so. And that's part of the due diligence due diligence work that I would do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge part. I run into that all the time. A quick couple lines from your, you know, make sure your lawyer adds in there that uh, you know all prior debts are the prior owners. Then you're safe. Otherwise it can come back at you. I've, we've had uh, customers come back and say, uh, you owe me uh, some uh, ginormous amount of money because you screwed up my business. And it's like, well, this is the prior owners. This is a completely different one. This is, you know, franchised by Bob. The other one mm -hmm. was, you know, franchised by Dan and Dan is gone. So here's how you get a hold of Dan. This is the last information I have for him, but not mine. So there's quite a bit of that too. Um, just keeping those books clean and then knowing if the books are clean. So actually it's really important when they're buying an existing franchise to bring the books to you. Right. So you can kind of, right. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that they're, Oh, I can see what's on here, but you could actually make more sense of it than, you know, uh, just someone off the street trying to buy a franchise that's already existing. It makes sense to, for you to, the, the expert in, in financial statements to read them and go something a little off here. So, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just, you know, uh, we talk about lawyers a lot of times, bring it to your lawyer, your lawyer will, you know, we'll work through this, but, um, you're going to know actually a lot more about the value of the business and, than uh, just a, you know, a lawyer who doesn't have an accounting background. There are lawyer accountants. I, I run into them periodically. But oh, no. yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty, well, quite a few accountants yeah. that have you know, turned into lawyers. So oh, yeah. they're yeah. out there. They are. They are. But it's, you know what, it's probably good to bring the books to whoever you've been working with prior to that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's um, true. Who is your ideal client? Because I'm really interested in seeing your business grow too, because you're helping franchisees grow their business mm -hmm. by just controlling the, the, the data, the financial part of their business. Who would be mm -hmm. a perfect client for you? Well, thank, thank you so much, Bob, for asking that question. Um, my, my clients, I, I normally look at any clients between, they have revenue in between uh, a million to five million. And nothing larger than that. And the reason being is that if the revenue size is, is any larger, mm -hmm. there should be that company should have some type of internal accounting team. Yes. Um, so someone that's working within the company that's actually doing the accounting for them. Mm -hmm. And maybe they should hire someone an accountant from, you know, the outside to do some advisement for the company. And the reason being is because, you know, 
once the revenues and the transactions are gets larger and, and, and more, there's more transactions and more work, um, everything just becomes very cum- cumbersome. Yes. So the organization needs to make sure that they have a big handle on that mm. internally. And that's why that would be best suited for them. Yeah, it's that distraction factor once you start getting it. Exactly. If you had other clients, you know, versus someone in-house getting mm-hmm. every month and being able to pick up the phone and call, you know, whoever's out in the field to say, I didn't get your expenses this month, you know, mm-hmm. I need them now. So, and hold their job over their head a little bit, but I see it every time. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that, that make a franchise work. So that's, that's good. And, you know, um, smaller than a million, somewhere, I mean, honestly, most franchises really should be, if you're a startup, they should be working with you to begin with, right? Right, exactly. Okay, and then when you Startup, get, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best way to do it. Before you even begin to start, they should come. Exactly, because like I said, you don't want, you don't want to get yourself into a mess that you, it's going to be difficult for you to get out of, out of or it's going to be more stress on mm-hmm. you. It's going to be more stress on your, you know, maybe your husband or your wife, whoever that may be. It's just mm. in order to avoid those type of uh, difficulties, yes. start off with an, with an accountant on board. That's huge. Yeah, that's uh, because then you've already got the, uh, you know, the knowledge base, the, the language. You know exactly what you're talking about, which, which report to pull to, to look at what your, you know, how your business is really doing. And you know, the balance sheet is really the health of the business. Um, that's, that's the EKG. Really see if you're <laughs> and you're growing. Right? Yeah, that's right. It is the EKG. It definitely is the EKG. <laughs> so uh, how can our listeners contact you? Because I know there's a lot of them that have made it this far through the podcast and they're, they've written furious notes all over the place. <laughs> paper. Hopefully they got a pad of paper. They're, they're prepared for this. But what's a good way to get a hold of you so that they can start the conversation and get their books in order, or if they're interested in franchising, that they they can start to work with you before they they sign on the dotted line, because they can- yes 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 Bob um, the 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 way to reach me the best way would be my email and it's my first name which is Georgetta mm-hmm. um, that's spelled George G E O R G E TTA at the end at willisricetax.com. So at W I L L I S R I C E tax T A X.com. You can also contact me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, my name is, is, is Georgetta Rice. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Then also my uh, direct line office number that is 678. 678- Seven nine three four four six one. So yes, you know, if any of you all out there who are listening that needs, you know, any type of accounting or tax assistance, I um, mean, you are a franchise owner. I'll definitely be uh, be looking to to assist you all. I would love to help you all um, better your finances, um, better your business, uh, your business finances as well. So yeah, just reach out to me, and you know, I'll be. Uh, it'll be a pleasure to, to speak with you all. Perfect, perfect. I'll add all of the uh, the contact information and your uh, appointment schedule uh, online system uh, to the liner notes for the uh, for the podcast, so people can just go there if you need to. And mm-hmm. uh, 
this has been a fun conversation. There's a lot of moving parts here, and I know we just scratched the surface of it. So there, I hope franchisees are looking to contact you and get a lot of information. And mm -hmm. um, I am looking for you to uh, maybe do a panel discussion uh, soon because I, there's always more information. There's always tax changes, and especially in this weird yeah. environment with the IRS right now. Things are going to change mm -hmm. quickly, so I'd love to have you back on the show very soon because I think that's really important. Maybe not during tax time. I think you might be a little busy, but <laughs> or uh, just after tax time so you can kind of talk through what, what should you be ramped up for and then what things mm -hmm. are going forward that you saw that um, were problems for franchisees when they, they came to you. So um, I'm well, very interested. And you know what? I do have to mention... As a female leader in the accounting mm -hmm. world, I am very thankful to uh, to have our friendship so that we can we can bring these things together and show that there's there's really there's no glass ceiling. It's just how far do you want to push to to succeed? And you have done an amazing job. Your whole background, getting prepared, mm -hmm. to be, your own be your own boss, and right. have your own accounting firm. That's one, it's amazing, and I'm very thrilled to, to know you, to have this conversation and share your story with all the podcast listeners. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, we always well, Bob, the leaders here. Well, Bob, you, you know, I also have to thank you as well, you know, just for giving me the opportunity to, to even come on your podcast to share with the listeners. And I just want you to know that anytime that you want me to come on, you know, you always... You always have, you will always have a friend to me. So just give me a call, shoot me an email, and I'll definitely be on your podcast again and sharing with all the um, the franchisors, franchisors and the franchisees. Perfect. Thank so you. So this is a wonderful platform that you have. Thank you. Thank you. And if there's any questions that anyone has that um, they want to shoot to me about this or if mm -hmm. you've got some ideas that maybe they're not ready to talk to you yet, they can always uh, submit them to questions at businessbulldog.com and I'll be happy to relay them to you as, uh, as they come through. A lot of times it's, it could be something that, you know, how much should I pay someone? You're not going to answer that. But if, you know, if they're looking for total payroll cost, what should mm -hmm. that Then we've got something that we're going to talk to. I'll bring it over to you. So I appreciate your time on this. This was a wonderful podcast. Very, very easy to talk about taxes with you. And, and uh, there's a lot of people that are shying away from that conversation. I think it's very easy to talk with. So. I know. It's not, the fun, it's not the funnest thing to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> no. it, has to be talked, it has to be talked about. But you know it what? Has to be discussed. I think you make it fun. I think it's it's a uh, it's an easy conversation. The the uh, the accounting lingo, you you've broken it down so very easy for for franchisees to understand. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, and I look mm -hmm. forward to several more podcasts with you. So thank you very much. All righty, thank you too, Bob, and thank you for everyone who listened in on the, on the podcast today. Uh, take care. We'll talk soon. All right, talk to you soon. Bye bye.